Like, I, I'm an outdoors I feel person. I sneeze coming. Oh, 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 oh. oh everyone back up. Oh, everyone back, back up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Six feet. False alarm, false alarm. False alarm, false alarm. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
back in middle school, like six year old, not six year old, <laughs> six year old Steve <laughs> getting into fights. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, it was, yeah. it was more like. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was like a little, little fight here oh, and there. It was like a WWE, to. like WWE, like I pulled this, I, I threw him on the ground. You know, like the Ramos Stereo move, where you like just you give him a little elbow. There you go. Yeah, that's oh. that's what I did. I, I don't think I've ever gotten like a fight, fight. Yeah, maybe. No, I, I mean. Uh, We'll cut it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I, I've, I definitely got like, um, especially like well-paying sports every once in a while. Yeah, like, you get you, there's comp- there's a competitive nature, and you definitely, you know, run into. <laughs> we just have our guests just moving around this, because of this smoke. is gonna happen all podcast long. <laughs> Joe, you, Joe, you ever been in a fight? No, actually, no. well, again, unofficially with your sister, with my your sister. sister. Okay, but no, no, like random person you know fight you know what i worked at a job it almost got physical it was mostly verbal but it was gonna get physical and i was ready there you go even though she was almost six feet tall that uppercut's coming they were coming (laughs) they were coming full force and actually kelsey was with me oh she she got you that's a double team she got your back oh yeah like they were actually gonna go down (laughs) anyway speaking of sports like we know you run we know you run when did you start running when i was 10 what was that like official like how many was that like just starting off like 10 mile runs right no. away when you were like I think my my like first run I would go with my dad and we only did it for training for my tryouts for ringette right and I think they were around two and a half miles that Ooh. was like the starting run that was the short one 10 years old 10 yeah years old. start them young that's what I gotta say did, did you get hooked right away or no I hated it I hated it so much Still what changed. Um, <laughs> I don't know when I started really liking it. I just, I don't know, it clicked. Was it was it more of just like getting in shape for ringette for you, or like That's I know how it started. Right. And then it kind of really changed for me. I was like, you know what, this is a sport, and it can be competitive. With you know, like oh, yeah. competitive with yourself, and if you want with other people in races, and it's just it's really up to you. It's a very individual sport. Right. And it takes a lot of mental toughness, and I think that that skill is super transferable to other things in life, and that's super important. So you've competed, not professionally, but amateurly. You've ran the Manitoba Marathon multiple times, I'm assuming. That's professional, is it not? Uh, Is it? Marathon? I don't think it is, unless you're actually qualifying for times, right? I don't know. Um, one, there was one year, actually, I won an award. Ooh. Through, I got second place, I think, in my age group at the, when I did a half. Okay. I got, like, a prize. I, I don't remember if it was just a medal or if it was money, but I remember going to pick it up because it was I, exciting. I, I got a medal for my 10K. That was <laughs> a big thing. <laughs> I just got put that down. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. So when you're on these runs, what's your mentality like? Is it just go all full force, or is there is there more of st- strategic, like, planning that goes into your runs? Um, most of the time, it's when I start, it's like, why did I decide to do this? <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. Why didn't they plow the streets? <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm going to fall over. I think I rolled my ankle. Wow. That's kind of what's running through my mind. You're, you're an all-season runner? Um, I've become one. Okay. I bought myself Yak Tracks, and Yak. I'm trying to get them to sponsor me. There you go. We can so. make it happen if you're listening. Yak Tracks. Send us an email. We'll, we'll hook it up. <laughs> I met, we'll, we'll send so, this to them. We'll see what they say. It makes me feel safer when I'm running because I'm running on uneven snow and ice. And but that's like, like me. I'm not. I wouldn't qualify myself even as a runner. Like I just do it for fun. But like running on the ice is, is what makes it like you know it's on the ice. On the ice, like <laughs> snow, like this. Okay. Right. Is what makes running so like worth it. Like it's you're fighting 
that urge to give up every second of the run. You're like, it's more like it's so frustrating because right. you're you can't land on something that's sturdy, and Straight. so your next stride is really weak. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to see where you place your footing, right? Like, yeah. You ever been injured while running in the snow, or even just running in general? Yes, I'm injured right now. Oh, what how's happened? the what happened? Shin splints, right? I'm dealing with my shin splints. I literally just had acupuncture. Yep. So what's that like? Like, do they just stick some needles into your? Yeah, shin they line? stuck. I sent you a picture. Actually, I had oh. needles all about my leg, and she stuck some in my toe. Uh oh. Actually, it feels amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard stories about like people going to acupuncture and actually messing up their. No, life it's great. It's good. literally just sterile needles. Okay. So. It's safe, you know. What's Obviously, someone qualified true. to do it for you, mm. right? Not some sketchy back lane business. That, that's where I heard the story. <laughs> <laughs> some, right? some back lane acupuncturist. <laughs> oh, man. this snow, You weren't lying when you're saying this right? snow was I getting into your you. eyes. You know it's what? We're going to stick through it. We're going to finish this podcast <laughs> off. So We're just going to start it. We're just going to start it. I know we, speaking of smoke, we went camping. A uh, couple months back, right? We did. How was that like for you? What was Caddy Lake or Caddy Lake actually like for you? Well, the weather treated us awful. The weather was not there for us. It was really oh. cold and it was rainy, and um, I think we were really hungry. <laughs> 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 like it was. It got to the point where <laughs> it was pouring rain. Like I think it was it, second last night there, right? Yeah. And we're just like, you know what? We're going to a restaurant. We're grabbing some pizza. <laughs> we came up. <laughs> And that was the best idea we had. That was the best idea, but the pizza was like, oh like yeah. it was paper. Shout, okay, wait, wait, wait. What, what was the name of the restaurant? It was in West Hawk. Yeah, it, it was, was West Hawk. It was like, one of the bigger restaurants. It wasn't the Nighthawk Cafe. It was the other one. It was the one that looked like the cabin, right? Like yeah. it was the one with the log cabins. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't remember what the restaurant $30 was. $30 for like a medium or large pizza. And it was, oh my God, it was like one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. But so, yeah, we're I'm, hungry. And we paid thirty dollars for one pizza. There you go. Well, oh. But it wasn't worth it. Like it wasn't. It's not like something. Oh, oh. It's not something you could say like. It was filling like pizza hotlines. You have one of the, one slice of pizza, and you're like, you're kind of you're full. You're full. Mm-hmm. This no, was, it was like thin. We were expecting it to thin. be like least least like a half inch thick pizza. Like, <laughs> it was like the most. It was thinner than paper. <laughs> like I, yeah. I ate two slices, and then is. It was not doing the job. No. And remember the squirrel, too? We had a whole <laughs> bunch of food out. We were playing games and that stupid oh squirrel. Oh, my God. Coming and it was trying to take our food. And at one point, it actually touched one of the bags. Do you remember that? I think it was I think it was so close to you. <laughs> like, we didn't even realize the girl, like the uh, squirrel it was picking up, like, the chips, right? Yeah. And you're like, you're, I think you scrammed, didn't you? <laughs> uh, probably. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're not lying about this smoke. This is killer. People, people walking around. People looking. We got a, we got an audience now. People are, people are walking by. They're just seeing what we're doing out here. <laughs> but we're getting it done. Just so you've been camping quite a bit, eh? You would say your family's like a camper, um, camping family. That was my first time. Okay, let's just categorize this: camping, sure. natural camping, or luxury camping. Two different types. Luxury. Natural camping. You're sleeping on the ground in a tent. Okay. Okay. Hey. That was my first time doing that. Okay. So how, um, how usually do you camp? Or well, when we when we had a, a trailer, we, we went for like months at a time. Damn. <laughs> Just like all over Canada or where? No, like we ended up in like all over the U.S. Like I think the farthest we drove was like Key West, Florida. Damn. Like we we literally camped on the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. That's it. So. 
And how I mean, old were you? How old were you then? Uh, that was back in grade 10, so I probably was 15 or 16. Okay. I mean, you, you've been around the world. What's your favorite vacation spot or, like, out of all the places you've been, what's your favorite? Oh, my God, Greece. Greece? <laughs> Fly you out 100%. to Greece. I think about it all the time. I want to go back. I want to go somewhere else in Europe. What about, what about Greece is enticing to you? It's so rich in culture and the food. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Yeah. And it was different. So, so you've been to Europe and different like places in Europe. Where else in Europe have you been to? Uh, just Greece. So just far. Greece. Oh, okay. Well, that's a lie. I was in London, but I was just in the airport. So. Like the layover or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, so why is traveling so important to you? Like we've, you know, like you got to live your life. You gotta enjoy the moments. Life is short. You know what they say. Yeah. Why, like, why does traveling bring so much joy to you? It keeps me grounded. It keeps me excited and motivated. You know, it's something you can look forward to. And yeah. I am a huge believer in spending money on on memories and time spent with the right people rather than things. And I think that trips are the best for that you know like you spend money and you get to see and you always cherish those memories and those are honestly priceless so well we've been we've been out of the traveling thing due to covid right but we haven't been yeah. traveling for nobody's coming oh i guess some people have but you know in the the majority hasn't been moving around yeah. so after this covid thing is done do you do you have a place that you or your family are desiring to go to um, like honestly next? anywhere hot <laughs> <laughs> and pr- probably not the u.s no? i'm not a fan at the moment Oh, yeah. I was uh, looking at some stocks this morning. There you go. I know it's, uh, Jill, you're, I don't know. You, you say spending money on memories. I say make money and make memories, you know? So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know what kind of well, quote I mean, that came. That was like the first. I agree with that too. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, make the coin. Everyone wants the coin, right? Speaking of coin, Bitcoin is currently <laughs> sitting at 47000 Six hundred dollars per coin, Canadian dollars. I, I'm lost. I don't even know anything I don't about stocks. I can no tell idea you. about Bitcoin. I can tell you, um, <laughs> dude. Tr- I've tried looking into it, like watching some podcasts and stuff. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. I may be behind my time, but hey, I don't know. Man, like I, I was just like astonished by the number. Like, think about it. You invest even like ten dollars. You're at least like yeah. You own one one coin. Yeah, it's back, gonna be f- back in what two thousand eight or whenever. Yeah, it, whenever yeah, it like whenever it started. But oh, it's just in starting. Like it's it's mind blowing. Like how stocks work, eh? It's it's not a stock, is it? Like I don't think it's, it's an it's, actual it's, company that you can invest it's, it's, in. It's, it's not a stock. I think it's crypto. Like it's it's something to do with crypto. I, I'm not a like I said. I don't. I have no idea what the thing is. I'm I, not I'm, an expert I'm on this. I'm confused by it. It's, I have nothing to say because I, I have no idea. Well, well, speaking of stock, like Elon Musk just just became the richest person in. History, I think. He just yeah. Passed, he just passed Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Or, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Joe, what are your thoughts? Should someone have that much money? Should, no. No? Why there's, not? There's way too much inequality, you know, and division as there is. Okay. With but money. Like, but the, the richer keep getting richer and the poorer keep getting poorer, and there's more and more of them. So, 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 so how, how, how can that be changed? Um, should. I think that the rich should have a requirement in some way to get taxed more heavily and uh, you have to donate to a charity, you know, like 
what human needs all that money? Like, think about it though. Like they, he's he's worked his whole life for it. Like to me, to me, like yes, it's a, it's a lot of money. But why not? You work for it. Like it's not like he just he was born into a yeah, family. Yeah, you work for it, but that's just greed. Like just imagine greed. you were you were in that position. You worked your whole life, entire life for something, and you're getting the rewards. It's finally paying off. You've invested the right money. You've made the right business decisions. What if? It's, yeah, like, it's, it's finally paid off. Like now, everyone's saying you got too much money. Like you worked for it. What, what if it's for? What if it's for your kids and your grandkids and your great great grandkids? So you have generational wealth. Yeah. Like maybe maybe for you know so you, they don't even have to work. Which I which there's a conversation he's that like, what, a it's not the best. Billionaire, a trillionaire at this point. Yeah, he's a billionaire. I think he could, he could probably buy the whole world. Yeah, so. I think I think there is a stat out there that how much money to take uh, to get rid of world hunger. Or something like that, and if if all these billionaires actually put a certain amount of money towards it, I, I don't I, I may be wrong, but it it, it could have been, but yeah, it, it comes to the question like how much money is it? How much money? At what point is it greed then? Like if someone has a million dollars, and they choose not to either donate That's it a or good give, question. is is that considered yo you're greedy, or it does once you reach a billion is that like what number is it then when people say or when people find out that hey this is greed and you should not be you should you should do something because i'm sure i yeah I, I don't know for a fact but i'm sure like i know bill gates for sure because i've watched his documentary and stuff mm -hmm. he he is doing a lot to give back to people in africa and making sustainable uses of water and yeah you know stuff like that yeah so that that's great and most of these people have um signed like a in their will or certain certain percentages of their whatever they earn is given away once once they're gone as it should yeah so so what, what's the number what's the number like at what point is it is it just hey i worked for this much money and i have it and then at what point it's like this is too much money for you i don't think you can really stick a pin on that okay. i think it just depends on where you are and how much you're making and what it is i mean if you're making money a whole bunch of it from oil like eventually that's gonna die out right do you, you think so though? Like oil, oil is hundred percent. It's coming. Uh, yeah, I think in this decade. Agreed. I think like the way science is going right now, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if some like other form of soil is brought up. You know, soil or oil. Or it's, yeah, that's what I meant. Oil. Oil. But you know what? We're living in a, an age where they're coming up with these biofuels and Electric all these cars. other alternative, better, greener methods for. Um, energy use and it's smart and it's more efficient and it's way better than oil. I think it's going to take a while though. Right now, everybody, like even just look at car industry alone, everybody's got their gasoline powered cars. It's going to take a while before most people decide to go electric or even that route, right? Because there's just so many cars already out there. And then everybody would have to either buy a new car or, you know, somehow be given a new car so it's going to take a while more push from the government because it's the only those are the that's only true. people that are gonna make the, the the change at the end of the day to implement laws and rules and there's there's no money for that i don't think right now we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> and i don't think that as unfortunate as it is to say that climate change is like the main focus of life right now <laughs> even though it's definitely emerging and it's an emergency yeah right but do you think do you think in our time we will 
I don't know if there is a cure or a solution to global warming, mm -hmm. but do you think we're at that time in like society with all this science, scientific advanced technology that we're not too far away from that solution? I think that if we start soon enough, we start making bigger jumps, we can make a difference, but I don't know if we have everything that we need yet to, to turn the, the boat that's sinking around and get it floating again, right, before it's too late. People just need to get, like, educated. People just need to get serious about it, because yeah. there's a lot of flat earthers out here, <laughs> right? <laughs> Anti-vaxxers, and um, there's just a lot of different opinions, and not everybody is agreeing that the world and the temperatures are changing. But you know what? Look at us. We're standing outside with a fire in the middle of January. Is this not enough evidence for you? Yeah, like I was actually change is real. Like I was surprised. Like this winter's been nice. <laughs> it's it's nice been very like nice. <laughs> like this is like spring weather. Yeah, it's January. That we're living in Winnipeg. There's, this is not typical. Not, no, not at all. Like I was no. surprised. We we didn't even. Like I think the max we hit was like minus twenty five. Even the fact Not that even. we're... I think it was getting maybe to minus 15 at night. That's yeah. it. Wow. Like, even the fact that we're filming right now in January, like yeah. Joe said, like, we're outside today. Yeah. Like, if, if this was, like, even last year or anything, this is too cold to be outside. Middle yeah, of January. Yeah, I, I can, like, I can no definitely speak for myself and say I remember running to catch buses and stuff when it was minus 40 last year in January. So, this is, this is different. Better. This yeah. is spring in winter. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, like Crazy I. World. Crazy world. Is it is it flat though? Is it flat, Joe? No, it's not flat. <laughs> I mean, come on. Why would you even say that at this point? Like they know it's not flat. They've seen it from space. Come on. Who's they? Not yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's their argument. That's the that's the opposing argument. Who is they that they NASA. have seen? Like companies that go to space. So NASA's not owned by the government. Sa uh, I I couldn't tell you. I think they're associated or affiliated in some way. They they need a lot of funding. For the record, I, I do believe the world, world is around. Yeah, I'm just he playing just devil's avocado. <laughs> devil's avocado. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, because I, I got it, I, I was talking to my family, right? We we, we talk on the weekend. Flat Earth stuff. Yeah, it was okay. Look, look, the Earth is huge, right? Yes. Huge. Right now, it seems flat. Like now, let's say you took a plane to New Zealand or Antarctica. Shouldn't you technically be upside down? Shouldn't like that? I, shouldn't you technically be upside down in Antarctica? But when I'm sure people in Antarctica oh. don't feel like they're upside down, it's flat. Well, I I don't think there are people there. There's there's definitely there's, 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 there's definitely, definitely human people. human life. There. Oh yeah, there has been because there's research. Because yeah. you know what? Fun fact: Antarctica. There's a giant lake. It's called Lake Vostok. Okay. Um, it's a giant glacial. Um, isolated lake in the middle of the center of Antarctica. It's like four kilometers of ice. Yeah. And then there is like very isolated lake water and it has very interesting microbial life that they are trying to exploit. Have you, have you been? Study. Have you, no, I have not been. <laughs> I did, <laughs> however, look to see what the plane tickets would cost for me to get there. How much is it? How much is it? It's pricey. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean... The we're in the middle of a pandemic. The tickets are nicely priced, like Cuba. Shut up. <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna be a jerk, sure. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, they gotta make the money too, correct? You know what? I don't feel bad for the airlines. Airlines. I really don't. No. Why? That's because you know what? They're run by people who don't give about 
anyone else, you know. But they're they're also they're looking run- out for themselves. There's also people who work there who need who need food to put on. Yeah, their- and you know what? It sucks for people like air, you know, flight attendants and stuff that got laid off because they can't subsidize them anymore, and mm-hmm. they're not traveling. But you can't travel right now. It just doesn't, you know, like use your head. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So the fa- the faster that people realize that. Can't, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. The faster and the quicker this thing will go away. Do you think it will go away? Like, do you think we will be no, back to our normal No, it will never go away. Lives? It's a strain. It's like, yeah. it'll be like a virus. It'll, you know, I think it'll flare up every couple of years or so. And, um, it's going to change how we live for sure. How we travel. This was, do. like, it happened before too, right? Like a couple of, uh, or several years ago, but I guess it wasn't. Or was to the the extent it was, but I guess now we just have more information and more, you know, commu- spread of communication. Like we can talk. Well, and are you we, talking we about understand. like uh, SARS. SARS? SARS, yeah. So SARS like, was different. But and like, it was not like an outbreak like this, mm-hmm. obviously. Like right? not a global. Like, no, this just got absolutely out of control. So. D- like, do you think we will ever, ever, like, me before the pandemic, like, I, I, I would admit, wasn't the biggest germaphobe. Like, I, I would do the necessary hygiene requirements, but, like, now every 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whether I'm at work or sitting at home, washing the hands, make sure, singing that birthday song, you know, to 20 <laughs> seconds, you got to make sure every corner of your hand's touched. <laughs> and, like, I can say I'm, t- I'm a bit of a germaphobe now. Like, I got, I got hand sanitizer in my car. Yeah, like, yeah. like I got wipes, hand sanitizer, like, it's to the point where, like, I know family members, relatives that are washing their groceries. Yep. Yeah, Before, we went through that me. phase. That's me, too. Yep. Like, do you think human life will ever return back to what it was? No. No. I, I mean, there'll be some aspects for sure that will come become more normal, like a trip to the grocery store, hopefully in the future. You won't have to wait in a line. There, there won't be limited capacities, that kind of thing, hopefully in the future, but... If we're talking about travel and um, gatherings, maybe even potentially during peak flu seasons, I think that there's going to be a lot more precautions. But not um, only not only like that, just like since everyone was more cautious or most people were more, more cautious, even like the general flu numbers went down as well, right? Well, so less uh, people are getting sick because. We're all at home. Yeah. And we're being, like, hypersensitive to washing our hands and keeping our part, you know? Yeah, so less people are getting sick. Or even from a general flu, which people consider, like, not to be that you know, deadly or harmful. Yeah. Those numbers have gone down, too. I predict that when things are allowed to return to a more normal state, that... There's going to be a wicked, just like cold flu going around because we haven't been in contact with one another. Yeah. And our, our immune systems have kind of taken this break, kind of like from the outside world and from dealing with all these things that usually we have some kind of contact with in some way. Do you think people, so. like the medical field, would just consider that as COVID-19? Like the normal flu now, it will be considered as... People are going to be a lot more eerie of it, I think. Like, if you're sick, please stay away from me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You don't know what you have, right? Not true. (laughs) Back up. (laughs) So. Yeah. Like, I I, I know, like, this pandemic, it's been rough. 
completely rough. How how has it been affecting? Well, not affecting, but like, how has it been for you? Been for you? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Um, You're in school. You're online. How's that? How's the online school? school? You prefer in-person school? I prefer in-person, 100%. I miss um, just social interactions with people and getting to go places every day. Like, I think it's so sad how excited you can get to go to the grocery store now. (laughs) The only freaking place that's open, you know? True. What a world we live in. Like, before, (laughs) my mom would be like, you want to go to the grocery store? I'm like, nah, man, what is this now? Of course. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> of it's course. A car ride. It's a, like it's an outing. <laughs> it's to the point where like you go to pick up your like curbside pickup and you're you spend thirty minutes there just talking to the attendants like <laughs> six feet away and you're like I, I haven't talked to anyone in like six months. Yeah. Please talk to me. <laughs> Even yeah. just like the people walking around the St. Vincent Park, everyone's just like you know everyone's craving a human interaction, right? But they're, I think that's just like the, the talk. That's just the act of being Canadian. Like we're just maybe. maybe. Like, like we just walk around and we will say hi to <laughs> everyone walking by. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I think that this uh, we've been blessed with obviously nice weather because we're out here right now. But um, I think that it's forcing people to get more active and move around and to even be more conscious of their health. Yeah. So I think in some ways, actually, this pandemic is good. Right. Like it's it. It's, it's kind of a forced push because it, sometimes you. Need one. There. We're getting this fire's kind of dying. Yeah, it's Matt, you dying. Fix the fire. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Like, just like that social interaction is, it's amazing just to get outside, get some fresh air, talk to your friends once in a while, you know? I think it's, uh, it's really reconnected myself and I think others with nature too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm an outdoors I person. I sneeze coming. Oh, 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 everyone back up, everyone back, back up, back boys. Up. <laughs> Six feet. False alarm, false alarm. False alarm, false alarm. Oh, man. <laughs> um. Oh, that's actually a question. You know, it's kind of a, this may, may sound really silly, and no, you may here. think, what the heck, but no, no, no. if you're in public and you have to sneeze, you know if you sneeze in your mask, like, you have to sit in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, obviously, the point of the mask is to, like, cover up those things, you're right? You're there. Yeah, yeah. But... Oh. How do you feel about just like covering your elbow and like slightly taking it off to like I, sneeze? I usually this this may sound like a little weird, but I I sneeze into my like shirt or whatever. Like yeah. I, with I your just, mask on? No, no, I take my mask oh, off. Oh yeah, yeah, and then I'll, I'll I'll sneeze into there. At least I'm not like feeling it right on my face. I mean, it's good you know, because if you you know, it's just like it's sitting on your face now, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it's, not the it's best. Gross. It's not the best. No. <laughs> no, it's really not. <laughs> So. Yeah, I, I don't know what the proper thing is. Do, like, I assume people just expect you to. They would probably be like, keep your mask on and still cover your your elbow, right? That's probably uh, the proper way. I guess. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Comment down below. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do if you sneeze? Like, what do you do? Hey, you got your mask on. What do you do? It's a valid question. Like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of new things that this pandemic's brought up. Like, whether that be businesses, like people are people are finding opportunity in the littlest things. What is your plans for the future, Jill? Like, how do you, how do you stay focused with this new term coming up? What is some advice you would give? Like, you're a good student. What is some advice you give to the audience out there who's doing online school? Um, I just had the best term I've ever had. There you go. Um, in the middle of a pandemic. And I got a job in Woo! the middle of a pandemic. Let's go. So I'm feeling pretty good. I know not everybody's in the same boat. It's definitely different for every person out there. Um, 
honestly though, I would say you know yourself best and you know how much you can handle. So keep that in mind. Maybe online school isn't your favorite and you're not you're not doing the, the best in it and maybe that means you take one last course or yeah. and then you spend that extra time that you would usually be spending on another course just like looking after yourself right because um, I know that I I don't want to say I neglected to do that but I didn't do as much maybe as I should have in the past term so just really like be gentle with yourself and be kind you know we're going through a really weird time yeah. uh, being a human and um we just kind of need to be there and support one another through it right and um but in terms of um i guess setting yourself up for success in school i would say make a schedule and hold yourself accountable tell your friends tell your parents tell someone you can trust and keep them accountable keep yourself accountable um, and I think that can really help maintain your focus and your motivation because I know everyone goes into a semester, motivation levels are high, <laughs> and after the first couple weeks, they really plummet, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, man, this sucks. I'm not interested anymore. But um, things aren't changing, and we have another whole term to get through, and then we get more of a break. And so it's just about putting your head down for a little while and making some sacrifices, but just knowing at the end all your hard work is going to pay off in some way, so. Yeah. Like it, it also comes down to, like, New Year's resolutions, too, right? Like, people... Are you a believer in New Year's resolutions? Uh, to, to an extent. To an extent. <laughs> I, I, I don't feel that you should need a time or a certain change in the... New, new, new Year, New, new Robin? No, no, no. no. <laughs> like, I've, if, if you wanted to make a change, you could do it anytime. Like, the day, you don't need to wait till the Monday. You don't need to wait till the week's over. You don't need to wait till the full hour is done. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's a good, like, external motivator for people to be like, you know what, it is a new year, and I'm going to try yeah. to make it the, w the best I want. But yeah. again, like you said, like, it, it, people have motivation going in for the first couple of weeks, and then it dies down. Yeah. Do you, do you have any New Year's resolution? Are you a believer in New Year's resolutions, Joe? Um, to an extent, I think I agree, too. I'm not, like, new year, new me <laughs> kind of person, right? Like, you're not going to wake... It's it's not realistic to think you're going to wake up one day, Change the start completely. of a new year, and you're just going to be a brand new person, right? Like, you are who you are because of what you've gone through and, yep. you know, like, who you are surrounded with and stuff, and that's not going to change on a dime. So, yeah. I think that sometimes people are just filled with a little bit of unrealistic expectations they have for themselves, and mm -hmm. you just kind of have to... You know, bring yourself to realize what can I actually accomplish. And I think that can make actually accomplishing them a lot easier when you realize, okay, this is something I can actually do. Break it down into manageable parts, I that kind of thing. I think it comes down to, like, the reason people fail. Like, ideally, like New Year's as religion speaking, they're not, loving with, they're not in love with the process, right? Like, people... People will set a goal and be like, yes, I want to, I, I was reading a chapter about this last night uh, on uh, the subtle art of not giving a uh -huh. F. <laughs> Anyways, um, and he was saying like, you're not in love with the process. Like you'll say someone wants to, like New Year's resolutions, I'm going to lose 100 pounds. Like your body weight. <laughs> you're going to wake up tomorrow and lose 100 pounds. Yeah, like, you know, like that's what I'm saying. Like it's not realistic. Like you got to be honest with yourself. Like you said, Know your limits. Know what your the reason. I think the reason is why. Like we've talked about this. What's your why? Once you have that figured out, I think that's one of the yeah, main reasons that's going to push you. That's really important. I think you just need to 
When you get stuck or when you feel like you're in a rut and you're plateaued, I think you just kind of need to remind yourself, think back to why you started something to begin with and why you wanted to change to begin with and just really come back to your why. I think that's it. It's all grounded. It's all rooted in your why, right? And, and two, I guess another point, you have to have specific goals, right? Like, uh, I want to do 10 push-ups every day or something, you know? Like, that's a specific number. Yeah. Not just saying, I'm going to do more push-ups, you know? Like, that's probably not really as motivating as saying, I'm going to do a specific number every day. You know, and I think that applies to a lot of things. Um, I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to eat more veggies, you know? Those are all great things, but how? How put some, like, value behind it, you know? True. How are you going to do it? How are you going to accomplish that? Who are you going to tell? That kind of thing. <laughs> it's just like what like yeah like your effort needs to be compounded right like it's not gonna ch- happen overnight you yeah got, you gotta take one you gotta take each day yeah it's a new year's resolution but you got a full year right so mm-hmm. whatever your goal is or whatever your thing is it's not gonna happen overnight like we said but take take one one step mm-hmm. one step at a time and we'll see yeah. what happens like i say each step of that staircase got to have meaning it's small steps at a time and i think that's what makes the difference like uh yeah i think that's up that's uh that's it for the podcast thank you so much for coming on giving us some amazing advice for the viewers out there thank you so much for watching viewing and listening to our podcast make sure to subscribe hit that like button and hit, hit leave us some comments you know um, until Answer the question. Yeah. The question. We'll put a poll up. <laughs> we probably won't. <laughs> yeah, okay. answer the questions. Comment down below. And if you make sure to check us out on Tuesday at 11.30 a.m. UMFM radio station at 101.5 FM. Until next time. Peace. <laughs>